0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, man, check this out (laughs) on this podcast. I'm going to talk about breaking curfew. Now, most of you listening at some point in time in your life, probably when you were younger, had a set time in which you had to be at home and if not you broke curfew you know your parents established okay well hey this is the time that you need to be at home or maybe you were in college and this was the time that you had to be in the dorm whatever the case was nonetheless you're confined to that time and so most people had at some point in time a curfew right And if you broke that curfew, there were consequences and repercussions uh, that came with that. And so I want to tell you a story about the time that I broke curfew and paid dearly for it. Uh, I really should start by saying growing up, um, I didn't have a curfew. really did not have a curfew um I was the uh oldest uh growing up in my house it was me and my brother um once my parents divorced uh, my dad had my sister got remarried and so but in my house it was just me my brother and my mom and um my mom never she never said like yo you need to be in the house by this time. She she knew that I was pretty good with time and she knew that, you know, whatever she said um you know, she didn't have to say it more than once first and foremost, but she knew that I was pretty good with time and I wasn't going to be coming in the house, you know. <laughs> I wasn't going to be coming in the house when the sun was coming up or anything like that. And then another thing you have to keep in mind is one where I grew up. I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. So now if you're not familiar with Florence, South Carolina, uh, it ain't a big place. (laughs) So it really isn't a lot to do after a certain time. Um, You know, uh, pretty much after midnight. The only thing open is legs and hospitals. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, it wasn't going to be a whole bunch of kicking it like that. As opposed to now, I live in Atlanta. You know, this city doesn't go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it was a little different. And then I came up in a different era in the 90s. So different day and time, different steez. Nonetheless, I didn't have a curfew, you know. The only thing she would tell me, even when I went off to college, she would say, you know, you just make sure that you come in at a respectable hour. Uh, I never had to ask what, quote unquote, a respectable hour was. But, um, you know, I just knew at a certain time I need to be home. (laughs) Uh, The one thing that I did used to do, like when I was in high school, I never pushed it. You know what I'm saying? Like case in point. When I was in high school, we would have dances at our high school. Right. And my high school was five minutes away, literally around the corner. And so we would have our dances and I might go <laughs> me, and my boys, we might go hang out at the McDonald's parking lot <laughs> after the dance. But um the dances went in. It'd be Friday nights the dance within end um and the dances usually were after a football game and you know we might the dances would end at midnight we might go hang out mcdonald's parking lot (laughs) and kick it we might do that for about i don't know 30 45 minutes and then i'll come home you know so i'm home by one and i mean that's i think that's a decent hour uh, especially in in, in those days and time and so i didn't you know give her any reason to, uh, be concerned or anything like that. Um, but I did develop one little trick, right? So I think I can tell y'all this cause I'm grown now, <laughs> but, um, one of my best friends, uh, my boy, Jay Fresh, Jay Fresh lived around a corner from me. Right. And <laughs> he's an only child. And of course, you know, my mom knew him, You know, we went to the same church, knew his parents, the whole nine. And she knows that we're one of the best. She knew that he was one of my best friends. Jay Fresh's crib was kind of set up to where his parents uh, built him like this studio apartment onto their house. Right. Or it was over their garage or whatever. And so his room, in essence, was away from the main house. So a lot of times if I wanted to stay out a little later or whatever like that, I would just tell my mom, I'm like, yo, I'm going to Jay Fresh's Crib. And she'd be like, okay. Because she knows that, you know, if I'm going to his crib, I'm not staying, you know, she knows where I am. I'm literally around the corner. Like I, I literally could walk to Jay Fresh's crib. He's right around the corner. Take me, takes me two minutes from my house to his house, right? So I would do that sometimes you know if, if me and jay fresh were just kicking it might be a friday or saturday night and so instead of coming home at you know 12 31 o'clock i might come home at two but it was cool because again i would tell her that's where i was and you know she never worried about me um <laughs> and then of course I, I i think i could tell y'all this it'd be times where like let's say i don't know i want to go hang out with a girl and <laughs> kick it I would tell my mom, yo, I'm going to Jay Fresh crib and she would be cool with it. She'd be like, OK, cool. And so like I might leave, I might leave the house at 10. till I'm going to Jay Fresh crib, but I'm really going to kick it with some girl. And I mean, like then I come r- rolling in the house at two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock, maybe two o'clock in the morning and was never questioned. Right. So. Again, that was my way of kind of skating around curfew. Because to me, it really wasn't curfew if, you know, I didn't really have one. (laughs) So it was just come in at a respectable hour. And, you know, she gave me a little bit more freedom, especially if she thought that I was around the corner at Jay Fresh's crib, which sometimes I was. Sometimes I wasn't. (laughs) Nevertheless, Fast forward, I go to college. Right. And curfew in college is, you know, it's different. I mean, there is no such thing as curfew in college unless you're in a dorm that requires you to be in the dorm at a certain time, um, then There's no such thing as curfew in college. You know, you come and go as you please. There's no mom or dad to tell you when to come in and when to do anything or whatever the case may be. So I'm a freshman at South Carolina State University. Shout out to the alma mater. And um, I'm kicking it. I'm loving it. It's it's historically black college. So, you know, I'm amongst my peers uh the girls <laughs> I'm playing football and uh you know everything's everything's dope and uh you know I really didn't even fathom the idea of the fact that we may have curfew as a team because I was like hey I'm in college I don't need curfew uh but we did uh particularly during a season we would have curfew so basically how curfew works during the season is that you know they come by and they check your room to make sure everybody's in you know you're in your room or whatever the case may be and so uh they pretty much when school started our coaches didn't check curfew like during the week they would sometimes but not a lot but they really would check curfew or check our rooms to make sure that we didn't break curfew uh that was pretty much the night before the game. Like you had to be in the dorm. You had to be, you know, chilling or whatever the case may be. So uh, in my freshman year, I, I didn't play. I was redshirted. So I wasn't playing anywhere. I was just practicing. So my thing was, was like, who cares? Like I, I just, I wasn't playing. So I was like, didn't matter if I break curfew or not. It's, <laughs> it's not like they're going to use me on Saturday. So I had gotten to the point where me and my boys we kind of mastered the, uh, you know, the, the, what we would call the curfew run. Basically what we would do is if we got wind that the coaches were coming and check our rooms, we stayed in a room until, you know, they came and checked everybody. And then 15, 20 minutes later, we break out. And I remember one specific night, uh, one of the coaches came by, he came, he was at our room at like 1105. Right. And, uh, <laughs> shout out to coach Harper. He had this, uh, blue Jeep, Cherokee van, a blue Jeep, uh, Cherokee. I'm sorry. And, um, after he checked curfew, we was like, okay, let's break out. So we, we were headed up to the freshman girls dorm at the front of the campus. And so we get halfway up the street and I guess he doubled back and he saw, he saw us, but he didn't, I mean like, cause I guess the best way can, I can describe it is that we, look like freshmen. <laughs> so he turned back around. He whipped the, the, the Cherokee around and we we had to make a dash for it. So instead of going back to the dorm and thinking that he was going to check our rooms, he was actually trying to see who it was that he thought it was. So we made a dash for like the girls dorm. There was some bushes. We jumped in the bushes and hit <laughs> and we hid in the bushes. And uh, we kind of laid low until he passed by, whatever like that. So he, he never was able to catch us. So he was like, okay, cool. So we did that a couple of times. Like we would wait until after they came around and checked the rooms. And we would just break out and just, you know, go kick it on, on the yard. I mean, we were freshmen. We didn't really, like I said, we, all of us were being red-shirted. So we didn't care about breaking curfew. So again, and and then when you fast forward, even on the, weekends when I would come home. There was still no curfew, right? My mom gave me even more leeway when I was in college. I didn't abuse it, you know, but I just no, I would hang out and I still, you know, come in the house uh, you know, at a at a respectable hour. <laughs> uh until the following year. Um let's just say things got a little dicey. All right. So we were I was a red shirt freshman that next year, which by school definition, I was a sophomore, but I was a red shirt freshman on the field. Right. My second year at South Carolina State University. And um, it's the beginning of the season. And, you know, as young men, <laughs> as ball players. You know, we want to get out and, and kind of kick it with the with the other students. But, you know, particularly at the beginning of the year uh, at South Carolina State University, there were mad parties, mad. part. I mean, like there, there could be a party on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights. I mean, just back to back on campus, sometimes off campus, whatever the case was. Um, and I remember this because it was still we, we were just wrapping up. Uh, camp, So that means the season hadn't started yet. So we're talking, I don't know, uh, late August, right? So the students are there, the girls on campus. So it's all love. And I remember we had, this was on a Friday night. I'll never forget it. And we were just, you know, kind of kicking around the room and in the dorm. And, uh, we got word that there was a um <laughs> it was a pajama party at the gym. <sighs> One thing that I loved at South Carolina State were pajama parties. Pajama parties were just that. You come to the party in your pajamas. I mean like I literally I mean I don't wear pajamas. I didn't really wear <laughs> didn't wear pajamas back then. I literally would go to the pajama party. With like some boxers on, and like a bathrobe, and like some Timberlands, <laughs> or maybe not Timberlands, like some Jordans or something like that. And you know, I, I had like one of my boys. He didn't have he didn't have pajamas. He didn't have a bathrobe, so he literally would take a bedsheet <laughs> and wrap himself in a bedsheet like it was a toga, and go up in a pajama jam and just you know. <laughs> just let it hang (laughs) and we would just kick it like that and so this particular night we had a uh there was a pajama jam at the gym right and the problem with the pajama jam was that we had a scrimmage uh intra squad scrimmage the next day right so as football players As student athletes, (laughs) we knew that we couldn't go to that pajama jam, right? And uh, we knew that there would probably be some upperclassmen that might try to go, but we as young freshmen, we couldn't go. And... More importantly, we knew that some of the coaches or maybe at, at worst, the grad assistants would be there. There would be somebody in the vicinity looking to see if we snuck out to go to the party. So um, we go to practice that day. And all, all the only thing that everybody on campus is talking about is the pajama jam. Everybody's going again. School is I don't even think school if. If, we, if school, if classes had started, we would have been in class for maybe about a week. Right. So it's still fresh. Everybody's still in party mode the whole night. And we ate. I remember we ate dinner. We had a team meeting. And then after the team meeting, we went back to the dorm. So we in the dorm chilling and it's getting kind of late. Right. It's probably like, I don't know, 10, 11. It's probably about like 11 o'clock. Our curfew that night was 1030. Because they were just like, look, you know, we got a long day tomorrow. We got a you know, scrimmage and it's going to be hot, da da whatever the case may be. So they came by and they checked our rooms or whatever at 1030. Okay, boom. Everybody was in the room. And so it was getting kind of late. It was about, I don't know, maybe about 1130. And we're sitting around the room kicking it. It's me and my boy Q. Shout out to Q. Q is from Atlanta. And he played running back. And it's late and we're hungry and I have no food in my room. We ate dinner, I think at like six o'clock. And so, you know, there's nothing else to eat. Like nobody in the dorm had, uh, you know, any food that they could share, anything like, like my boy next door. He has some ramen noodles, but I don't eat that shit. <laughs> this stuff is nasty. <laughs> so anyway. So me and Q, we're just looking at each other. We're just starving, right? And so Q was like, man, I got to get something to eat because, like, I'm hungry. And I was like, yeah, me too. And so we're trying to think of, you know, how we can get some food. We didn't have any money to call and, you know, order a pizza or anything like that. And plus, you really don't want to be eating a pizza that late. But that's a whole another story for another day. Um, and so... I called. Uh, no, we were chilling in the room, and my homegirl Nicole called. Shout out to Nicole. Love Nicole. So I'm talking to Nicole on the phone, and she was like, "What you doing?" I was like, "Man, we in here chilling. We starve." She was like, "I'm surprised you didn't go to the Pajama Jam," and her dorm was right across the way from the uh, from the gym where the Pajama Jam was. And so I was like, "Well, why didn't you go?" She was like, "Well, you know, I went." She was like, "It was kind of hot in there. I didn't really feel like staying. Whatever the case may be." And um, I was like, man, me and Q in here, we starving, man. She was like, word. She was like, man, I got some food over here. She was like, I got some cookies. And I was like, word, what kind of cookies? So she told me what kind of cookies she had. She said she had bought like three packs of cookies or something like. She had like it was like buy two get one free or some shit like that. And so she was like, you know, y'all can have these cookies if you want them. And I was like, okay, bet. I said, like, why why don't you bring them over here? And she was like, nah, I just got out the shower. My hair is wet. I'm not going back outside. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Nicole, bring me the cookies. And so Nicole was like, nah, I'm not bringing you the cookies. If you want these cookies, you better come over here and get them. So I'm like, oh. So Q was like, fuck it. Let's go get the cookies. (laughs) You had to. you had to know Q to be like, Q Q was just like ride or die. So that was always his thing. Let's just do it. Let's go get it. And I was like, Q, we can't go out because if we go out, we got to pass the gym. If we pass the gym, one of the coaches might see us and think we had a pajama jam, and we're going to get in trouble for breaking curfew. He's like, man, ain't nobody going to be out there. I was like, all right, cool. So I told Nicole, I was like, look, we'll be over there in five minutes. I was like, I need you downstairs because you know this was the 90s so there were no cell phones i couldn't text her (laughs) i said i need you to be downstairs give me the cookies we're gonna get the cookies and then we're gonna roll out so me and q we we bounce i got on like this i have on a shirt i actually (laughs) i actually went as far as putting on a hoodie and keep in mind this is august so it's hot outside i got a hoodie on i got my hat i got my yankee scat yankee cap pulled down real low i don't want nobody to see me i was straight in straight creep mode right and so me and q we walking over there and we go in cole comes downstairs gives us the cookies she actually gave us two uh um two containers of cookies i I thought we'd get one but she actually gave us two so i had one and q had one so we we were gonna eat the cookies and just chill for the rest of the night and so we're walking out of her dorm and as soon as we turn the corner, one of the coaches sees us, <sighs> and so he says, "It was one of the grad assistants," and he said, "Um, oh, you guys are at the curfew. Okay, we'll we'll see you all in the morning." <sighs> so me and Q are pissed. We we're like, "Damn, we didn't got caught out here!" And so, get back to the dorm. We eat the cookies. I called Nicole, I'm like, yo, Nicole, man, we we're gonna get in trouble because we got caught after curfew. And she was like, Well, what happened? I was like, Well, one of the one of the gratis and saw us outside. And so she was like, well, what's gonna happen? Are they gonna lose you? You gonna lose your scholarship? I was like, nah, we're not gonna lose our scholarship, but we just gonna we're gonna have to do some type of we'll be punished after the scrimmage or we'll be punished on Monday after practice. Like that. So make a long story short, me and Q go back to the dorm, we eat the cookies, chill um, get ready for the scrimmage the next day. So apparently there's a rumor floating around, uh, (laughs) the locker room that, you know, several guys got caught after curfew. Right. And they didn't say who, and they said, yeah, it was about 10 guys got caught after curfew. And so me and Q like, okay, well, so what's going to happen? And then, so the rumor was, okay, well, you know, they're just going to, reprimand us or whatever the case may be what it won't be any punishment or anything like this because this is a big scrimmage and uh, i remember it vividly because like i said q's from atlanta q's dad actually drove from atlanta to come see q in the scrimmage right so we go out there and i think the scrimmage starts at like i don't know 11 o'clock so it's 11 o'clock in orangeburg south carolina that means it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> right so we're out there scrimmage scrimmage going on well and then so somebody said well yeah 10 guys got caught after curfew last night but they're not gonna punish them tonight i mean today after practice it'll be you know monday after practice which this was uh, on a saturday and so i was like Cute, we're straight <laughs> i was like we're in the clear he's like what do you mean i was like well nobody mentioned our names I was like maybe for some reason I thought maybe just maybe that Q and I were gonna slide in that not only did you know because the rumor that we heard was that the 10 guys that got caught they were all upperclassmen there weren't any freshmen that got caught after curfew so I'm like okay this is even better you know just the upperclassmen got caught after curfew so even if there is punishment that is you know, pushed out there, it won't involve me and Q. So anyway, like I said, it's, it's about a hundred degrees outside. So I'm drinking. I'm drinking Gatorade. And I think that particular day, man, I had at least <sighs> I had at least 10 cups of Gatorade, right? So when I finally got into because I didn't start anything like that, neither did Q. When we got into scrimmage, played well, did really, really well. I think I caught a couple passes. Um, you know, looked good and Q ran the ball he was running back and you know he has he had a couple of good carries or whatever the case may be uh, great scrimmage right so time in practice in the scrimmage you know we all circle around our coach Coach Jeffries shout out to Coach Jay and um, you know he's talking about how we performed and this and that and getting ready for the season the whole nine and then um, you know we say our prayer our team prayer and then uh, we're getting ready to leave off the field, so I'm thinking we're in the clear. And one of the coaches said, Hey, uh, before we get out of here, I need to see. And he just run, starts running off these na- list of names, and um, he ran off like 10 names. He's like, I need to see these guys at the practice, and he didn't say Kyle or Q, so I was like, We are really in the clear. So I was geeked. And then just before we were about to, you know, leave the huddle and walk off the field, one of the other coaches said, "Oh, before I forget, Coach, we need to see Q and Kyle." What? Oh my God! <laughs> and so now I start panicking, and I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, it's a scrimmage. You know, they're going to punish us. What's the? What, what are they going to make us run extra wind sprints?" Whatever the case may be, okay. So we start running. They make us run. We run up and down the field. And again, it's, we've already, we've scrimmaged and it's hot. It's, at this time, it's probably about 2 o'clock. So it's, it's, it's at least 105. <laughs> right? So we run and we run and we run. And then we had to do what they call bear crawl. So we're bear crawling. Bear crawling means that you basically, you're on your hands and your feet have to stay on the ground and you have to do that for 100 yards. So you go down the field and come back up the field. So it's basically 200 yards. Um, so we had a bear crawl a couple of times. We had to run a couple of wind sprints, so forth and so on. So we're doing all of this, you know, quote-unquote training punishment, if you will. And um, then the coach blew the whistle. And I thought when he blew the whistle, I thought we were done. He was like, all right. He's like. Last thing you guys got to do, y'all got to roll. Huh? What, 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 what? Roll? Man, when he said roll, my heart dropped. All right. For those of you who <laughs> don't know what I mean by rolling, rolling is just that. You have to get on the ground and you have to roll your body 360 degrees. So you start at one end zone and you have to roll yourself a hundred yards. You get down to the other end to the other end zone and you have to roll yourself back a hundred yards. And for someone like me who has a bad stomach, it's not good because, my stomach can't, I mean, just you, you literally make yourself dizzy. It's almost like getting on a merry-go-round at, at a park or something. And then just, you know, you, you're making yourself dizzy. And so like my stomach can't handle that. So here it is again, it's 105 degrees. It's hot. I'm sweaty. I'm dirty. And now they're telling me I got to roll. So I start rolling and I'm just looking at everything. And and I'm going, as I'm rolling, I'm I'm go, it's going through my mind like, I can't believe they got us out here rolling. And what was funny to me was Q was out here rolling and his dad is still in the, in the, still in the stands watching him being punished. And so, and I mean, like at this point, I ain't gonna lie, man, I really wanted to quit. <laughs> like, I really was like, I wanted to just take those pads off. I mean, I didn't have my shoulder pads on, but I really wanted to take my pants off and just be like, man, the hell with this. Um, so I'm rolling... I'm rolling, I'm rolling. And the next thing I know, yeah, all of the Gatorade came out. All of the Gatorade came out. I mean, like I couldn't stop throwing up. It was just so nasty. And so I rolled down, rolled back, rolled down, rolled back. And I mean, I and, and I, I kept stopping because I kept having to throw up. And when I tell you, I have never, ever, ever, ever in my life felt that bad because at this point I'm dehydrated. I mean, like I'm pretty sure what happened that day was what they probably would deem cruel and unusual punishment, but I was done. I, I was, whatever bodily fluids I had were gone. Um, so when I finished rolling, I finished before Q. And I'm looking at Q and Q and I'm surprised. I'm the only one throwing up. Nobody else is throwing up. Everybody else is, you know, trying to get their bearings because you're dizzy and it's hot. And it's just like, you just can't do it. You can't do anything. And so I gather up my little mess <laughs> and I start to walk off the field. And it was there in my mind where I was just like, you know what? I, 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 I'm not breaking curfew again, ever again. Like this is. I can't do this. I, can't, I just cannot do this again. And so it it was so bad that when we were rolling and, and, and all of that stuff, everybody else, they already gone into everybody else who wasn't you know called out. They had gone into the locker room. They had changed their clothes, showered everything and went to the calf and got something to eat and was back in the dorm. Everybody. We, we literally were out there for about an extra hour it felt like 10 hours right so <laughs> i was dirty you know just nasty grimy <laughs> man when i got in the locker room i ain't take no shower <laughs> i didn't try to brush my teeth no nothing i put <laughs> i put on some clothes i put on some shorts and a and a white t-shirt and some flip-flops, and I walked back to the, and, like, I lit the, the walk to the dorm was about, I don't know, a five-minute walk, it seemed like it, it was an eternity, and so, um, they were like, yo, Kyle, you need to go to the calf before the caf, I was like, I don't want anything to eat, my stomach can't handle anything, I'm not doing anything, I, I'm just gonna, I just want to lay down, <laughs> that's all I can say, I just want to lay down, and, um, so then when I get in the dorm the phone rings it's my mother <laughs> and so she's like well how you doing and I, I was like yeah you know I just we just coming out of scrimmage you know and she was like well what's wrong and I never told her that I got caught breaking curfew um I just told her I had a long scrimmage and I had a long night before and I was tired and all the stuff like I told her some lie. I can't remember what I said. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Because <laughs> this would be the first time she's ever heard the story before. Um, but yeah, man, um, curfew, man. it's Curfew, or they're there for a reason. Whatever you do, don't break curfew. Um, we all have a story. If you've got a breaking curfew story. Hit me up in the comment section. Let me know what time it is. That's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.